0: Leggo. Let's go. Get that money. Get that money.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Double Up Podcast. With Gene, a.k.a. The Real Estate Guy, and B-Rob, a.k.a. The Infamous CPA. This is the podcast about finance, real estate, investing, and personal and professional development. Now it's time to double double up. Get ready for episode nine with licensed realtor and real estate investor, Roshana Scott. Yo, welcome back to another episode
0: of the Double Up Podcast yeah, is Gene, yeah. the real estate guy. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore underscore Mr. Marshall. We got a Special guests in the building tonight,
1: yes, we do. Yes, we do. What's good, family? It's B Rob, aka the infamous CPA. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Double Up Podcast. You know how we're gonna start it off. Make sure you leave a rating, subscribe, yes. yes, leave a review. Um, you know, we always looking to have that feedback so we can add more value to the community, of course. So, let's get into it. So, bro, how was your week? How you double up this week? Oh my god, how, how was my week?
0: Um, uh, my week was crazy, man. My week was crazy, and um, one of my men- Mentors was telling me that if you're not constantly recreating yourself and expanding, then what are you doing? Mm. And so primarily for me, I just spent the majority of my week just trying to get new contacts. Right, trying to meet new people, get new contacts. I got a new carpenter under my belt. Um, I got a new general contractor who does excellent work. He's booked up until February, so that shows me that he knows how to manage his calendar versus just trying to pick up and take on any job. Uh, I've seen some of his sites, seen some of his projects. uh, High-quality, great-a-work, so I look forward to working with him come 2020. Um, And then secondly, really just trying to um, find some time for some self-care. And I'm one of those guys where... I have a strict schedule but you know it really took for me to uh, run into a small circumstance where I had to sit back and really understand you know where am I putting my self-care inside my work schedule because my schedule is nine to five and then as soon as I leave a nine to five it's the you know the business and so now I'm really trying to you know reconfigure my schedule so I can get some self-care in there and just do the things that I, I truly enjoy because I think that helps us look forward to you know putting in that extra time again Definitely. how about you yeah
1: so this past week I really just been focused on getting back into education. Uh, so I took a, a minute from, you know, reading and listening to podcasts, and I really got back into music. Um, but now, this past week, I've just been super focused. And really just this month of October in general, uh finished three books, and I've been just finding every, you know, available time I had to listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, and reading books as well. Um, so I'm really just trying to get my mindset ready and prepared for 2020, because I feel like yes. this is about to be my biggest year. Of course, uh, Ready to, you know, goal plan, write down all my goals, and really just have all the knowledge behind it to execute some of these strategies that I'm trying to roll out in 2020. So, really been focused so much on education. Okay. Uh, So, I'm back into it. No more music. It's all education for me right now.
0: Let me ask you this. So, you said you read three books last this month. Yep. So, what books did you read?
1: So, I I finished uh, Way of the Superior Man. Yes. uh, By David. I forget. I forget how to pronounce his last name. He's like Dita or something yeah. like that. Um, I finished the Rich guys Rich Dad's Guide to, to Investing, the in, and then um, I finished the Twenty Two Immutable Laws. Of marketing. okay. So I finished all three of those and right now I'm rolling through Retire Young, Retire Very Rich. rich. Great, book. Yep. Great book. Man, that book is fire. Uh, I'm only yeah. 30 pages in yeah. and it's like yeah. gym after gym after yeah. gym. Like, a lot of gym. I got so many highlights already that I'm just ready to implement. It's just crazy. I
0: think everybody should just go through the whole Rich Dad Poor Dad series. Yeah. Like, go through everything Robert Kiyosaki got to offer. I, I promise you, you might want some of his books, you got to listen to three, four times. Yeah. You know, just lot. because there's so many gems. Um, October, what books did I read in October? I read uh, Way to Superior Man in October. I read, um, no- this is my t- number two book of all time. My number one book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. My number two book is Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil, right? And this book, I promise you, is crazy. Uh, I would highly recommend everybody to read that book. And um, I'm rereading The Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort, which is a straight line seller.
1: I like that book as well. So I guess that's our double up tip of the day, man. Education, yes, education. Yes. Like find that idle time in your schedule. Where is that whereas if, if it's on your commute or you at home chilling at the crib, find time to educate yourself. Because you know if you're not learning, you might just be dying. Like Dude. you're not getting better, you're not growing. Uh, so just make sure continually learning. Learning doesn't stop when you graduate college or you get your master's or whatever so have you. Just make sure to always keep learning, keep growing, keep getting better. Uh, the more you learn, the more you art. earn, baby. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. So as my brother said, we got a super special guest. Been trying to get her on the podcast Woo-hoo! for a minute now. I remember I hit her up. She was like, I can't do this week, but I can do like a month in advance. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> She famous now. um.
0: Bougie now. That's what it is. Bougie now. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. But welcome to the show. We got Rashonda Scott. Woo hoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. So, um, for those that don't know you, um, it's not a lot of people. But in your own words, can you tell our audience who is Rashonda Scott and what all have you? What all do you have going on? Who
2: is Rashonda Scott? She is a licensed realtor, an Illinois licensed realtor i um, a real estate investor. So um, I specialize in raising private capital for uh, all of my projects. I fix and flip, buy and hold. Um, I have experience in tax lien investing and uh, I did one wholesale deal. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, you, you, gotta put it out there and let people know, you know, I'm not out here saying I'm a wholesaler, but I know how to wholesale if, wholesale if I need to,
1: really?
2: um, <laughs> but yeah, I made 6,500 bucks so I wouldn't have been a wholesale deal. Um, but yeah, so I'm an all around, um, real estate investor, realtor, a real estate agent, the investors, realtor. So the majority of my clients that I work with, um, one to purchase investment properties, two, three, four, six, eight units um, plus. Um, I work with folks who are in state, out of state, it doesn't matter. And I'm really pushing right now um, for the culture, right? So for more of our people to get involved, more of our people to invest, um, especially more women. And that's who I am. I'm I'm the youngest girl of seven. So, uh, born and raised on the South Side of Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm. South Side, right, yeah. right, right.
2: So, yeah, that's that's who I am.
0: So, how you how'd you get into real estate?
2: This is the worst question ever, because <laughs> <laughs> so many people ask, and it's like, you want the long version or you want no. Um, how did I get into real estate? So long story short, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was going to be successful. I wasn't exactly sure how. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then I said, okay, real estate is going to be the way. So that was like 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And then um, fast forward from there, I went ahead and got my license. I went ahead and invested um, thousands of dollars, $15,000 into a guru program, after. After paying for my college hmm. debt okay. um, went back and invested in real estate courses and uh, from there invested in my first deal um, made some mistakes along the way and went back and got my license because I had let it go because I was like this is stupid I'm not making um, any money because I was only doing leasing at the time back mm-hmm. in 2013 so I was only working with landlords and tenants so you don't obviously don't make as much money when you're working in sales um, but I went back, got my license, um, and then did more in investing, and, and here we are today.
0: So, uh, you, you hit on one point that I that I like to kind of touch on. For example, not for example, but I'd leave that part. You hit on one point uh, that I want to touch on, and you went to school, but she went back to school uh, for real estate by investing into a guru program, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, to become an investor is, is, is the same thing as becoming a lawyer, right? You have to continuously invest in yourself. You have to continuously further your education. Can you share a little bit of light about uh, the guru program that you invested in? Was mm-hmm. it beneficial to you? Did it help you? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you do it again? Would you recommend it to somebody else? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, first of all, um, I would have never finished um, school if I hadn't started. I didn't want to go to school. Um, I knew that I didn't need to go to school to do real estate because, again, I had my mind made up before I finished high school or around the time I was finishing high school that I wanted to invest in real estate and or I just wanted to go into real estate. Um, and I knew I didn't need a diploma to get there. Um, my mama made me go to school. <laughs> so, you know how that goes. Yeah. Plus, my mother uh, was in education. She was a CPS teacher for all my life, Chicago Public Schools. So, she was like, you know, you stand in this house, you going to school. So, that's how that happened. Yeah. But, right. Um, <laughs> but... In doing so, um, I knew that I needed to invest in myself regarding um, to learn how to fix and flip, to learn how to wholesale, to learn how to work with contractors, tax lanes, auctions, foreclosures, short sales, probates, you know, the list goes on, Mm -hmm. Um, raising private capital. um, And so they don't teach you that in school, right? So when I found this program, I was like, yeah, of course, absolutely. I need it. So for me, the program um, was good as far as the education but what they really sold me on was the support and once I stuck around at that program for a couple of years um, the support was almost like non-existent mm-hmm. so um, I write, I really didn't find my success until after I left that program mm-hmm. because I was like, you know what, you know, I invested all this money. Um, I have money saved up. Yeah. my credit is good. I got the education. Now, what? What's next? And it was like crickets, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that program um, is an education program. Yeah. They're an education company. So they make money on selling the education. Mm-hmm. They don't make money on actually doing any real estate. Right. In fact, you can be a millionaire or you know a six figure whatever um based on just selling the education yeah. right like you don't have to do any real estate so after seeing that you know my passion was in real estate so i was like well this ain't you know the same for me yeah. and and then and a lot of people felt the same way and um yeah so i did <laughs>
1: mm. so was there any fear with investing that type of money how old were you like 20, like 22 yeah, like twenty two. you said like 10 15,000 something like that something yeah so um I knew
2: in regards to you know wanting to be successful I knew one of the things that I needed to do was get my credit in order Mm -hmm. so I started building credit from jump Mm -hmm. from 18 so I had the credit to go ahead and get finance for the amount of money so I was able to get approved for a 0% interest line of credit which most Google programs will encourage you to do you know if you have good credit apply for this credit and now buy use it to buy our program right Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of them um, will encourage you um, to do that yeah and so was there any fear uh no no I mean a little bit right a little skepticism I mean you know I had never even seen that much money Right. right. to turn around <laughs> and just drop it right but when you're younger you you have this fearlessness about you right Your you dogs, have yeah, yeah oh very high very mm-hmm. high because you haven't been burned right. enough <laughs> if, if at all right <laughs> so you know you don't really um, have foresight. Mm-hmm. And it's actually um, clinically proven that there's a part of our brains that don't develop until we're about 26, 27, 28, where we have um, actual foresight, right? Where we can actually make decisions based on uh, what we can see ahead, mm-hmm. right? Um, So yeah, no, I wasn't really thinking about like the future. I was trying to get money right now. Right, I was right. like, okay, invest this fifteen grand. Right. I'm gonna be rich tomorrow, right? Because of course, that's what they, you know, they hype you up and tell you all of that. Hmm. But I will say. The investment did help me become very well versed in real estate, mm-hmm. but you got to do way more than that, right? Yeah. So once you get that education,
1: you got to take action. Of course, of course. And I think to that point, I think it's really just more so about leverage. Like even though uh, you couldn't leverage it from a taking action standpoint, you leverage the education, uh, and then you leverage the line of credit to even get the education. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I've been reading a lot about in that rich, uh, that retire young retire rich book. It's just about leverage. Yeah, right. now, everybody leverages Everything. something whether a millionaire or Mark Zuckerberg leveraging all his employees with Facebook, yep. or uh, you know, real estate agents leveraging individuals to you know send deals to them or send people to them for affiliates or yep. anything. It really just comes down to leverage. It is. Um,
0: you yeah. want to leverage other people's money, time, energy, and efforts. Yep. you know, leverage they everything, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that is actually one of my favorite books that I recommend on probably every single podcast. I remember a couple of years ago um, that was my work of the year so mm-hmm. if you guys have never done that before i encourage you for 2020 to have a word that you focus on for the entire year and when i read that book my word was leverage, leverage. so it was all about that right how do you leverage relationships how do you re- leverage time how do you leverage other people's money um in order for you to get where you need to be
1: mm-hmm. okay so after you invested all this money they couldn't help you out uh you kind of just took action on your own to get your first deal so what was like your first deal like what happened
2: so my very first deal was in 2015. It was someone that I actually met in that program. Mm-hmm. And it was a condo in Bronzeville. Someone allowed me the opportunity to invest into uh, one of her deals. And the minimum investment was five grand. I was like 22, 23. I was a broke college student at the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that much money. And all I had was $2,500 to invest. And I was like, look you know, I know your minimum is five grand. All I have is $2,500. So I would love to invest. Please, can I be a part of this, um, this project? And that was probably one of the best feelings that I had ever experienced at that time, because literally, I didn't have to do anything but write a check, right? I wrote a check. And in 12 months, I got my 15%. I got my $375, you know, and I got my money back. I got my $2,500 back plus my interest, you know, my return. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about it is that I was able to show up to the project, Mm -hmm. ask questions. You know, I was an investor, so I was able to be involved. And I tell people all the time who want a mentor, right? People out here, they want a mentor for free without putting any skin in the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to be bringing something to the table. So my $2,500 allowed me uh the right to show up and ask questions about the progress of the project and what was going on okay so there's a plumbing leak and there's mold um in the floor in the corner so who whose responsibility is that right so the homeowner has to cut out the drywall replace the drywall but the issue is actually behind the wall there's a plumbing leak so is that the the uh, responsibility of the homeowner or of the association. So learning mm-hmm. different things like that. Learning, um, I really learn then the differences between uh, like majority rules and um, you know when it comes to condo associations and owners and and presidents of associations and things like that because that individual who owned that condo who I was investing in, she actually ended up going in and becoming the president of the association and taking over. So, yeah, and I was was there asking every single question, Mm -hmm. just trying to figure it out. And
0: she was like, "You're more involved than my thirty thousand dollar investors." And I'm
2: like, "Yeah, that's because I really want to do this," you know. Mm-hmm. She should have gave you a condo. She gave you a condo. <laughs> nah, nah, she didn't give me a condo. As she not did. this, not this time around. Right.
1: Okay, um, so after that first deal, you learned all this. Um, you were boosting the ground. You're in and out. Now, did you turn that into like a mental relationship, or like how did that work with her? Yeah, with her.
2: I did not. Um, We kept in touch as we stayed in touch as friends, um, but she wasn't doing a whole lot of deals. Uh, Now, I did eventually uh, find a mentor because, Mm -hmm. again, I'm I'm out here, right? So I'm showing up, (sighs) I'm at events, I'm meeting people, I'm Mm -hmm. talking to people, I'm introducing myself. Uh, I remember going to an event where there was an individual who was a keynote speaker. He owned 400 units across the city of Chicago. So I walked up to him, introduced myself, a young black man. And I was like, my name is Rashana Scott. This is what I'm trying to do. And um, he was like, you know, meet me in my thirty-six unit on Tuesday. This was Saturday, Mm -hmm. and so I've always been the type to go after what I want, right? I've gotten turned down. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was nineteen, and it was my very last day at um, the school that I was going to. It was like it was a community college, and it was the very last day we were taking finals, like for the summer. And you know when you in college, Mm -hmm. like sometimes you make friends, sometimes you don't, especially at community colleges. Like it's not like a dorm type situation, right? right? Like you go to school and you go manage your business, Mm -hmm. you go to work, whatever, right? And so it wasn't a situation where like, you know, it wasn't a very social (laughs) environment. But I remember there was a guy who we were about to take our final and we were like standing in the hallway waiting for the previous class to let out. And he was on the phone talking about real estate. And I could not wait until class ended, you know, until we finished our test so I could talk to him about real estate. Um, because literally he was on the phone all the way walking into the class. And I remember sitting down, dude taking his final, and I'm watching him, making sure, like, okay, is he almost finished? Okay, because I want to get up and talk to him. He gets up, turn his paper, and I get up, turn my paper, and I'm not even thinking about if I passed or not, whatever. As soon as I can catch him in the hallway, because I'm not going to see him no more, right? It's the very last day. I was like, hey, excuse me, you know, um, not to... You know, be rude or whatever. I overheard your conversation. I heard you talking about real estate, and I really want to get involved. And can you give me some pointers or some tips? And he was just like, "Save your money." And well, he said, "Work hard, save your money." And he walked away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the hell?" You know, I did all this right. to try and get your attention to have a conversation, and that's all you got for me, you know. And I was like, I, I definitely felt some type of way. I felt discouraged, you know, but. Um, I'm reminded of that when I look into, you know, a young person's eyes and they uh, have a passion, you know, for this business. They have a passion for financial freedom, financial literacy, wealth building, right? Like you can see that within some person, within the person. And so I remember that. uh, But again, I've always been the type of person to go get it. it. Yeah. Yeah
0: got to be a hustler.
2: Oh, no, you get, yeah yeah yeah. yeah you got to be a yeah, yeah, hustler. Yeah, you definitely do. hustler. I can't <laughs> let my mama tell that I came in this world wrong. <laughs>
1: But no, I think it's really interesting, like, the difference between individuals who, you know, they just go-getters and it's people who think others are obligated. Like, people that are successful, that they're obligated to, you know, give them this free game. Uh, and you have to really just find a balance. Like, some people, you can just tell, like, they want it. Their approach might be off, but they kind of approach you in the right way, even though it's kind of the wrong way. Um, I see that all the time. What like, me is,
0: like... I don't. I personally don't believe in free. Mm-hmm. Like, if you receive some sort of benefit, you should pay. Mm-hmm. You know, you receive something free all the time—that's a poverty mindset. Yeah. Like, if you receive some sort of benefit, you should pay. Well, and like, I think even like even when we park, well, if right? do value. something like even when we park on the street, we receive a benefit. We got to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta pay the meter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people consistently always looking for free information. And I think that at some point in time, like you're gonna have to pay somebody to really get you to where you're trying to go.
2: Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It, it's a lack of responsibility, right? Taking responsibility and ownership. Mm-hmm. It is a sense of entitlement, you know, that grown folks should not have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, yeah. Um, you know, most grown people also have enablers. Right, mm. people who are enabling them to uh, not do better and want more for themselves. Mm. So, when you identify that type of individual, they you know, you got to pray for them and <laughs> keep it moving because, yeah, me and entitled people, mm-mm. nah, <laughs> we're on jail.
1: I'm the same exact way. Mm. Like, I had someone hit me up earlier this evening, like, you no, know, can we hop on the call? I'm like, bro, it's seven o'clock. You just right. now hitting me up, right. like, you know. I have a full time job. You right. know I'm operating multiple business. Like you're literally one of my clients, so it's right. like right. you should know um, that you have to hop on a calendar. You have to book something. Right. Like like come on, bro. Like yeah, but then <laughs> it's that's a mindset like, shift.
2: But then that's up to us to set brand yeah, boundaries, right? Like is. you should you know text them back the calendar link. Of mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even say nothing else. Link.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. That's it. That's Ain't nothing plan. else to talk about.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like I've reached a point where it's like, yo, like I'm charging you to talk to me on the phone, right? Just because I've had so many free conversations, where everybody want to meet up, they want to get lunch, they want to, you know, talk real estate or whatever. Then we meet up. I spend an hour with you, and then you don't want to do real estate. You don't take no you action. Take no action. Yeah. So it's like, yo, you just wasted my whole time. Now I'm having a hard time distinguishing from the people who are actually serious than those who just want to just fall in love with the idea of real estate, but don't want to actually do anything. Yeah. And it's, it it makes it really tough on a person that's truly committed versus those that's not. So my question for you is, I'm pretty sure you get people that reach out to you all the time. Like, yo, how did you get started? Yo, how did you get going? How do you distinguish the people? Like, all right, well, this young lady, I'm going to invest my time in her versus this young lady over here. How did, what's, what are the key indicators for you to kind of figure out, all right, who I'm gonna work with?
2: Um, to be honest, it's difficult, um, because, you know, I just, I can't respond to DMs all day. Yeah. So, a system not even like, because even even in responding to DMs, I mean, there's definitely money in the DMs, don't get me wrong. But um, at the same time, I. I So, so what will probably make me respond is someone who has already taken action, who is stuck, and someone who needs help. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just like tell me what to do, nah, you know, we, there's, I I can't and I won't. Mm -hmm. And I say it all the time. You know, I can't tell you what type of business owner you should be, right? That's like me telling you you should go and cut hair. You ain't never picked up clippers before. Right. Like I shouldn't t I should not I should should not tell you that. Like you have to do your research on what best fits you. And then if you come to me specifically with a question within a specific niche or within a specific industry, now we can deep dive into that, right? Now I can help you, now I can answer your questions there. Um, or you know, if you come to me and you're like, hey, I did this, this, and this, and I'm ready to buy. You know, or I need a lender. I'm ready to, you know, get pre approved or, like, hey, I need credit. Like, specifics get questions answered. But when it's like you, you know, you, you, you're vague and you're just like, I just need help. Tell me where to start. Right. So that's why I created my membership program um, that is for women only right now but the the membership program is a monthly um program where we meet twice a month and it's women and we talk about all things real estate and that was created because like you said all the the dms all the Mm -hmm. questions all because here's the thing and i'm not very much so a beginning middle and end type of person i'm the type of person that's bad class and i don't start it or like i get behind Right, Because mm-hmm. I got so much going on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, well, now I'm behind. I just made $1,800 on this course. And now what? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I didn't want to create a course. I wanted to create something that was ongoing, because I believe that wealth building should be an ongoing conversation. Hence, the title of my program is called Infinity. Um, and so in creating that it was for that like hey let's start a deal let's do a deal in the middle of the deal you might have a question you might get stuck right so how can i walk you through what you're currently dealing with i mean our very first call one of the girls out of north carolina is is crazy, but she didn't know that she could buy a property off market without using a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. She bought the she brought the property to the wholesaler. The wholesaler trying to turn around and sell it back to her with a forty thousand dollars assignment fee.
0: Oh, and what? he
2: said that's his minimum assignment fee based on his spreadsheet.
0: <laughs> that's why we. That's why wholesaling illegal
2: And we laugh about it. <laughs> it what is in North Carolina? We laugh about it, but people don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, like That's the amazing. goal and the mission is to empower more women. You know, empower my ladies uh, in this industry, uh, within these conversations, within these discussions. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, um, it's difficult to yeah. to, to decipher like who to de- who to respond to and who not to respond to. But I will say um the more specific questions yeah. the more specific your question and the, the more likely you are to get a response
1: got it 100 yeah, percent. Like so for any any of our women listeners uh, can you tell them a little bit you know how they can get involved or you know where they should go to find out more about the program
2: yeah so if you just click the link in my bio on instagram so i'm, I'm on instagram at Roshanna Scott. And um, I have Flippin' in Heels is also an Instagram page uh, for women real estate investors. If you just click the link, you'll see it there for Infinity Membership. Or if you're not on Instagram, bit.ly forward slash Infinity Membership.
1: okay. 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 But, yeah, make sure y'all check that out. Like, all the women that be in my DM asking me, Dementia and the Real Estate, this is where you need to go. <laughs> I always send you to Roshana, so make sure to follow up. Um, and I think it's not even, like, super expensive. What is it, like, three ninety seven or one ninety
2: seven? So, so it's three fifty for
1: the whole year, for 12 months. What's yeah, that, like $30 a month? That's, yeah. that's nothing. 30, yeah, $30 a month. <laughs> spend that more on food in a week. Man, like, come on. I'm trying
2: to tell you that bag on, they about look. to cop for, uh, <laughs> You know, on Black Friday. Yes, that's not expensive.
1: So, <laughs> in yourself. You heard Rashana, she said she invested, you know. Thousands thousands at <laughs> 22, like, if, you, if you can't invest $30 a month <laughs> in yourself, you don't you don't really want it. Uh, you don't want it bad enough. Yeah, you don't want it bad enough. So make sure to go ahead and check that out. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of beneficial things, a lot of beneficial speakers gonna come out. Uh, you're gonna learn probably so much, and not only that, you're gonna be able to network with other women, other like-minded individuals, and that's gonna just add more value to you know your growth. So make sure to check that out for sure. Um, so I wanted to switch over and jump into a couple of first-time homebuyer questions, right? Because I have a lot of people, you know, they see I did my first renovation. They see Eugene uh, is doing a lot of stuff with real estate as well. And they want to ask. you know, how they're getting started and things of that nature. Uh, but in particular, I wanted to ask, like, is it a benefit to working with a realtor that invests versus mm-hmm. one that doesn't?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely um some what,
1: brokers is they just not investor friendly They just don't get it what
2: the, what the kids say no cap <laughs> 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 I ain't know what the kids say <laughs> hey i'm just trying to uh, yes yeah. so um I, I i i believe so um because i've there's there's somebody right now lord have mercy they are doing a or three k uh a gut on a three unit, and they got sixty thousand in their budget. Sixty thousand dollars. You, you should, should say a, a good. full oh, good. gut. Three on a three unit. Oh, that's tough. And they close. They close. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: How? Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm trying to I'm figure perplexed. out.
0: They' supposed to have a hug consultant come. That's their- what I'm
2: trying <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> But you know what? I wasn't a lender. I wasn't a realtor. I, was, I don't know. No, I don't know. But even if I did, know, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> you know? But no, I don't know. But, you know, now they like, I need help. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um. So, absolutely. Having, if you are looking to invest, if you're looking to be an investor, then absolutely having someone who has investing experience as a, um, first time home buyer, or even just as an investor period, having a realtor who has gone through that and who knows that um, will make your process that much more simpler and easier. Um, there's somebody else that I know who bought a property where the inspector didn't even go up on the roof, he used a drone, and now they got a roof leak. Like, you know, and then on top of that, there was no sewer drain in the basement. So now they got plumbing issues. Like, how do you pass inspection with no sewer drain in the basement? Like, for those listening in Chicago, we got basements. and and we need some place for our sewage to go so that's
1: crazy
2: yeah 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 i hear about the horror stories afterwards and um you know you don't want to be like well you should have used me you um (laughs) you don't want to do that but but yes if that's your goal is to invest especially like a two three or four unit you know if you're looking at house hacking which is um you know buying Um, a two, three, or four unit, living in one unit and renting the other ones out, if you're looking at doing that, um, and if you're looking to do a renovation, you know, whether it is on a single family or it is on a building, it definitely helps for you to have someone in your corner who knows uh, the
0: investing language. Yes. What brokerage are you with? Compass. What made you choose Compass over the other ones?
2: So Compass is uh, very technology driven, so I say they're the apple of real estate, so everybody know what level Apple is on, so Good. You know, um, they're very technology driven as well as the agents are their customers. So they invest a lot into us. Yep.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. So, I've been considering um, Codwell. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts?
2: Um, I mean, I don't have any negative thoughts really against any other brokerage. I think it's just a matter of what you're looking to use your license for. Mm -hmm. So, um, as well as there's a lot of people who get their license and they go with certain brokerages for the opportunity or the potential to get leads and like things like that. You know, I, again, I think it's a matter of what you what you are looking to get. Um, a lot of first time new agents also go to Keller Williams, you know, because they have a lot of like new agent training and programs and things like that. So I think it's just a matter of what your needs are mm-hmm. as a realtor and finding the, the best brokerage, you know, to to fit those needs. But I will say that everyone needs to build their own brand, of you course. know, no matter where you go. So I know that no matter where I go, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, your brand um, is there.
2: Yeah, my brand is there. My brand follows me. My brand goes with me. So um, I'll definitely say that, you know, to any any Rosa.
0: So for, for for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, I don't think they truly understand that, you know, you you eat what you kill, man. Especially Ooh. when you when you when you in the line of of commission. So for I you, you. <laughs> for, for you, you know, what is your what is your main source? Of, or your second main source of like lead generation to help you support your business? And how do you overcome, you know, that ideology of, okay, cool, I just did one deal. How do you get to the next one? So,
2: my first main source is social media. So, I get a lot of business through social media. Um, Brian reached out to me yep. on IG. And slid in the DM. So, see, that, that DM got responded to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, my main source is uh, social media. And that's because I'm very um, transparent online, mm-hmm. right? I show who I am, what I'm about, mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And I show that I actually do what I say I'm going to do, right? I actually am who I say I am. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, Instagram is my main platform. Cause I feel like, especially like on Facebook, I get on that probably once a week now, it's just so much talking yeah, going man. on. And I feel like it's hard to fake it on Instagram, you know, just photo and video, photo mm-hmm. and video. So you literally have to show that you're doing what you say yep. you are doing. So for me, being able to show that, being able to grow uh, my clientele, connect with my audience, you know, that that has really been the main source there. So when you ask, like, how do I keep it going? um, How do I keep the momentum? um, Posting my wins, posting my success, you know, sharing that, sharing how I help people because everybody wants to be helped. Right. So showing how I help people. Um, What are some of the challenges that we might have faced going through this deal or this transaction? Um, And then additionally educating people, right? So I tell people all the time, there's no secret to how I grew my following. Content, 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 right? So um, my page grows all day long consistently from stuff being shared, commented on, you know, the engagement Mm -hmm. is there. So by me consistently providing content to my audience, people show up. Because they wanna eat what I
0: have to give out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, she's speaking that talk. She's talking that talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that with your social media, like like you said, you pretty much show, you know, the whole nine yards, like the wins, the losses, like it's all raw. Um, yeah. I saw you put on Twitter, I don't know how long ago this was, like I was I was browsing, getting prepared for the interview. You said, Y'all wanna know how I lost thirty thousand dollars. And I'm like, I haven't heard this story. <laughs> so would you would you share? Would you be willing to share how you lost $30,000? i am intrigued. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, How
0: not to lose $30,000. Here it is.
1: Well, how not? You have your
2: contracts in order. Have your contracts in order. And um, I say that so vaguely uh, right now, but I dive deeper into it in my book that I'm writing okay. called uh, Confidence in Contracts. And it is about um, having the confidence to show up and have the conversations that you need to have when people are talking about uh, going into business with you or having a partnership with you, right? So having the confidence to believe in yourself that you know you got the juice because if someone is having a conversation with you, then they see value, in you, right? um you may not see it in yourself so so one is having the confidence um as especially as a woman but even being young like my age played a lot into that right like i was young i was ambitious i was vulnerable so having the confidence but then also having the right contracts in place and then knowing the right questions to ask too like people tell you all the time like oh don't um, going to business without uh, having a lawyer or you know without having a contract but they don't tell you what conversations you should be having right. right so it wasn't until I was in some really bogus business relationships where I've been manipulated taken advantage of all of that you know it wasn't until I went through all that until I learned until fast-forward you know when I'm with my business partner who I'm with today who's amazing we had a conversation for six months before we signed any paperwork but that's because based on my prior experiences I was like you know don't expect me to promote you on my social media like what and it was and it's so crazy that I had to have that conversation because the last business partner was like oh you're not posting me on your social media I'm like was I supposed to like I thought we was in this to make money you know or uh, transparency right like how transparent are you gonna get um, what's going to happen when we lose the money, right? Not if, but when we lose money. So having those conversations, uh, what is your responsibility in this business um, what are your expectations of me and you know what are my expectations of you? What happens when you don't do your job? Mm-hmm. Right? What happens when I don't do my job? So having those conversations. So how I lost thirty thousand dollars was by not having the right contract in place, by not having those conversations. Um I invested with someone who um I, I could trust and we're going to court.
0: Mm-hmm. Take it to court, man.
2: Yeah.
0: I so quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right, that part, geez. So let's let's move it on the part house because that's like, damn. Because it got me thinking about, like, the extra 20K that I damn near came out of pocket for in my rehab. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I wish I had that 20K right now. But, but um, I'm going to it yeah, It's different. It is, is, it's that's different. That's different. But, yeah. That's but it different. Is, it's definitely that's different. Like, that's like, you know, you ain't invest $30,000 on somebody who, you know, ain't answering the
2: phone. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That, yeah, That's just no, you got to like. pick up, dog. Man, you I couldn't even good. imagine. I don't even know. You know what? what
0: I want to sh- share some. I want to share. I want to share something real quick. And this was this was kind of a. Um, it was a kind of a, a light bulb went. Um, delete that part. I want to share something real quick. And this was a light bulb kind of went off for me on choosing business partners. And I was I was doing a wholesale deal. Uh, it was my second wholesale deal and i pretty much provided most of the cash buyers and that's okay like you know that was his first time doing a deal i knew i had more experience than he did Mm -hmm. um and so i had to take my grandmother to the doctor to get you know her pills and everything and so when you have a business partner you know your business partner is there to pretty much cover to cover whatever you can't cover right in a certain period of time so i say hey look you know, I got a cash buyer coming in the morning at nine o'clock. Can you, can you, can you be there? Can you, can you show him the place? And you know what he told me? What did he say? I'm getting brunch in the morning. <laughs> oh man! Fuck you, mean You get brunch <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> You you want to <laughs> get you want to get brunch or you want to get this bread? Nah. And when I say I, I say I'll get some bread and brunch. I was,
2: yeah, I, I, was I, get get I was I was I
0: was so I was like right there at the tip, getting ready to just snap. And you know the the maturity in me was just like you know what it's okay. I just said it's okay. Go get your brunch. But that just showed me that I need to work with people. One who I can depend on, mm-hmm. one who um, who's hungry,
1: yeah. right?
0: Somebody that's hungry, dog, they're not, br- they not going to brunch when we got a $10,000 assignment fee, right? They want to get this bread first. And luckily through the grapevine, I was able to have one of my other business partners, you know, do the show and he just did it off the strength for me. But that just goes to show that you, you definitely got to be uh, very, very selective with who you choose to do business with just because you just never know when the goings gets tough you know, somebody may want to go to brunch. Somebody may want, might want to go to the movies with their lady or their man. When it's business that it needs to be taken care of, so I just wanted to uh, definitely share my little little small little tad bit of thing I didn't like uh, working with somebody. So right,
1: that's facts. Like I think one thing uh, a lot of people don't realize, you have to align your personalities. Like if you a go getter, you know you're gonna work. You want to work with people that's go getters. Of course. Shit, somebody not gonna be moving at your pace. You might get frustrated. You get irritated. That's one of the reasons uh, I reached out to Roshana to be my realtor, because I'm like, I saw that she was a go-getter. I saw everything mm-hmm. she, she was doing. I'm like, okay, this is the type of person that I want to work with. Not only am I going to get uh, the value that I'm seeking, um, I know she's probably going to go above and beyond because she you know, really focused on her brand. Um, she's not going to mess up her brand for nobody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, <laughs> so right, right. I there already is, knew what it was. I'm like, I'm going to learn. The is everything.
2: Yeah. And uh, it was a process.
1: It definitely was. How well, long like, was, was we looking? So I, I think I was. I felt like close. it was like a year. It was close. So I looked for probably like six months. <laughs> and then I you got tired and I up. I you started a business. <laughs> get, made some more money, and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go again. I'm like, like the second time, I'm like, this is it. Like, it's, I'm in. making it happen. I'm locked in. Like, I got enough. I'm Let's ready to go. go.
2: But the thing I can appreciate. um about Brian was that he did his research and he did his due diligence and he drove by every property, you know, after he ran the numbers and was like, okay, this looks like it might work let me go check out the area first, you know, because I don't want to waste my time or your time mm-hmm. or anybody else's time trying to set up a showing and go in, and I don't even like the area. So yep. um, that's, you, you know, because there are some clients that, you know, even as realtors, like we fire clients. Like, mm-hmm. I've fired plenty of clients that, you know, just they weren't ready, they were unrealistic, you know, whatever, like, you have to um, show up to, you know, when you are ready to make a purchase, like, it might not be easy. Sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it might not be, right? And uh, most realtors, like, on the law, I've been a low-key therapist a whole bunch of times, right? Like, Reeling people back in and just reminding them of, uh, you know, why they started, right? And Mm -hmm. what their goal is and things like that. So as long as you are realistic and you are committed Mm -hmm. to the process and you do your due diligence, you know, you'll you'll find the the right property. Yeah. You know, and, and, and make the numbers work. Mm-hmm. I would I would actually ask you look at the interviewee doing the interviewing. <laughs> um, how did you get prepared in running your numbers and knowing you know exactly what you wanted and where you needed to be when you were searching for your property?
1: So um, it was really two things. So one was mentorship, and the other was education. So from a mentorship standpoint. Um, a lot of people don't know. I got started by literally being being on the on the ground. So one of my mentors, you know, he does Fix and Flips on the South Side of Chicago. He had a project. I'm literally leaving my my nine to five every single day, getting home at seven, eating. And I'm going straight to this rehab. You know, I'm doing framing. I'm learning how to put down flooring. I'm doing this, that, and the third. And not only that, I'm getting able to ask a ton of different questions. And even though he's my fraternity brother, uh, I still had to build that relationship from a real estate standpoint, to be able to ask those questions, to be able to provide value. Um, and I added value in other ways as well, through, you know, some things I learned from just being a CPA. Um, so that gave me a lot of, a lot of confidence in my numbers. And then just listening to podcasts, like Bigger Pockets and Tide Capital Podcasts and just doing a ton of research, reading different books. Um And then i'm a numbers guy period so i always made sure to build a contingency in my numbers as well Mm -hmm. just to make sure like okay even if i think i'm 100 right let me let me reduce the rents a little bit let me uh increase my you know my contingency for capex or maintenance or repairs or something like that just so i can be a little bit more comfortable with these numbers um so it was a lot of trial and error too like before i hit you up i was analyzing deals for months just saying like, okay, this might work, this might, this don't work. Um, And it made me realize like, okay, I needed at least three units. So I remember when I hit Rashawn up, I'm like, uh, I want a three unit, but if I can't get a three, I'll get a two with a guard. Cause it's still like basically three units. Um, So yeah, it took a lot of practice. And even though I didn't have the money at first, I didn't have all the education. I just got started uh, and I was afraid. I was afraid to hit my mortgage. Uh, I was afraid to hit my lender up. I was afraid to hit Rashawn up. But I just did it anyway because I knew like it was really no risk. Yep. It was no risking. It was like I'm not even failing. It's just like I'm building a relationship with somebody. I'm getting pre approved. I'm starting the house search process. And I really, it's really no risk involved. The only thing I'm putting out there is my time. Yep. And through that time, I was just able to learn along the way too. So it just added a ton of value.
0: So I, I what we were pretty much is saying like is, the hardest thing to do in anything is just getting ready to do it. Yeah, And you just got to get out here and just start making things happen. And once you start making things happen, things will start clicking to you mm-hmm. because you'll begin to create and foster the right relationships. And as you begin to create and foster the right relationships, the answers will come to you okay. through the level of conversation that you're having with the people that you're engaging with. And I think most times that we just got to trust ourselves and trust the process And, you know, the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding, but trust in God and he will direct a path. Mm. And I believe that faith is the beginning of our great achievement. So we just have to just push forward and just make things happen.
1: And that really just reminded me of something Roshana said on Twitter. She said, you don't need a million dollars. You need a million dollar mindset. So can you tell us, like, how did you cultivate this million-dollar mindset? Because a lot of people, they don't have it, especially coming from, you know, poverty or low-income backgrounds. Like, it's really tough for a lot of people. So is that something that you were just born with, or, like, did you cultivate that?
2: I definitely was not born with it. Um, I will say that, again, reading, like, the whole Rich Dad Poor Dad, that definitely helped set the tone at a young age, and even before then, too. So when I was in high school... Um, I was a sophomore, I think I was like 16, and there was a career day, and um, there was a guy who was a manager at AT&T, and at that time, you know, when you think of, oh, you a manager anywhere, like, that's the, that's that's the end-all, be-all, you know? Oh, I want to be a, you want to be a manager, you aspire to grow up and manage something, right? <laughs> Um, And he said, even though he was a manager at AT AT&T, he did not depend on AT&T to provide for him and his family. He also owned 400 vending machines across the city of Chicago. Mm. So (laughs) he explained the process of, filling them up, Um, how much he made when they were empty. He explained the maintenance process, you know, he explained it. And that was my very first interaction or introduction that I can remember with the idea of financial freedom, right? The idea of doing what you want, when you want, how you want, when you want to do it Um, because without no financial worries right Mm -hmm. so that was my first idea at that and then from there again i was like okay i know i want to be successful i don't know how yet but i know how you know i know what and then reading rich dad poor dad i was like okay it's gonna be real estate so i was the youngest person forever going to the seminars going to the workshops going and showing up i mean i remember I, i I've been in so many workshops. Like I didn't even have a car. I was borrowing my mom's car. Like I was just showing up. Um, so that, that I would say that's how I guess you can say that's how I developed it was by showing up and getting around uh, the conversations, mm-hmm. right? And not having the money, not having all the questions, not even I mean, not even having all the answers and, and not having even having a car, right? But I was showing up. Like I remember Going to the three-day, what is it? You, you know, you go to the free workshop or the free seminar. You know, you hear it on the radio. You go to the free one. Then they upsell you to the three-day. Mm-hmm. And then at the three-day, they you know, they try to do that one. Um, no, I didn't do Fortune Builders. I did a couple other ones, though. But um, but, but it's all the same. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I was showing up. Yep. And I wasn't doing the fifty hundred dollars program because I just didn't have it, right? But I was still showing up and getting them whatever little pieces that I could get. Right. So when a lot of people ask me, how, to, how do I get started? Like, I remember telling somebody one day and I wasn't trying to be short with her, but I was just real, you know, how did you get started? I said trial and error. Cause that's, that's really what mm-hmm. it was, you know, trying things out and seeing, trying to figure out what, what was gonna stick, trying to, trying to figure out what was gonna help get me to where I wanted to be. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm just now hitting it. I mean, you talking about damn near 10 years in. Mm. Really? Yeah, I incorporated my first business when I was 19. Mm. I built up a $20,000 business on a credit and didn't know what to do with it you know but I wasn't even under the right mentorship and guidance at the time you know a mentor can only take you you know as far as they are mm-hmm. right so that's why I tell people too oh you know we always talk about this mentor thing don't just have one mentor have many mentors right yeah. have many mentors in different areas of your life mm-hmm. um, you know whether it's spiritual financial professional business marriage whatever um, fitness right um, have many mentors and even if it's within one category let's say it is in real estate have many mentors in real estate um but also when you're going into business with people and you are going into partnerships with people definitely adding contracts in place Mm -hmm. and have those hard conversations beforehand have those hard conversations right now so you can understand you know going into this partnership into this relationship we have a clear understanding of what it's going to be you know we go into partnerships Nowadays, what well, questions not be an answer. Yeah. I remember I, was, I talked to somebody and they were saying it was their cousin and somebody else and they were going to go into a partnership. And I said, what are you, what you know, I, I said, um, like, who's bringing what to the table? And they didn't know. I was like, what? You don't even know something as simple as that, right? right? Like, like are we both funding this? Are the three of us funding this? Is this 33%, you know, 33, 33, 30 Like, what is it, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I finding the deals? Am I... Um doing the acquisition? Am I walking the properties? Am I doing all of this and you just bring the money, right? Or maybe you bring the credit like, like, like clearly identifying roles and relationships and in partnership is going to help you get so much further. Do not miss out on that stuff, y'all.
1: Definitely. Man, (laughs) that's making me rethinking rethinking some of the partnerships I got lined up. I'm like, we got to get this operating agreement together. Oh, absolutely. We got to lay all that out. Absolutely.
2: uh, But here's the thing (laughs) with me, right? Like, I went into some partnerships by, saying hey let's get a, an attorney um and at the time a couple years ago like funds were low and I was like well I don't really have the money for an attorney you know and they were like all right well you know what we just had this agreement and but they had the money for the attorney so they could have got they could have got a document or oh, what I learned nowadays is that you don't even need an attorney you know google operate an agreement and edit it to what fits your your terms yeah. you know to what your agreement is And to you know, when you're in a situation where people um, will manipulate you like that, or make you feel less than, you know, like oh well, I think we should have, uh, you know, an agreement or a contract, and then they like yeah, you know, bring bring your contract, I'll, I'll sign it. Bring your attorney, you know, no, we should have equal interest here. So we both should want to equally put together a contract, equally come to terms, equally have these conversations, because now moving forward, if it ain't that, don't bring it to me. It's not happening. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't bring it to me. My contracts are tight all the way down to social uh, social media and non-disclosure agreements.
1: So that, man, people will bring you in. So I only got what two more questions. You got any, bro? All no, my mind
0: just going off the top of my head. I, uh, yeah, I'ma shoot.
1: I'ma shoot. All right. So um, my first question, um, like we said, you know, a lot of. You know, People want to get started in real estate. So if you can get one piece of advice to a new real estate investor, what would it be? I know that's kind of wide open. So say your money work hard. Ah, <laughs>
2: right, right, right. No, figure out what you want to do. I'm going to just I'ma say that real talk. Figure out what you want to do. You can't just say, I want to get started in real estate investing and then expect to be a millionaire overnight, night Right. Mm-hmm. right? If you want to be a wholesaler, then figure out what that means to be a wholesaler. Start deep diving. There's so much free information out there, it don't really? make no sense, right? So, YouTube wholesaling, Google wholesaling, you know, and, and you know what's crazy to me? People would be like, oh, there's so much information out there, I get lost. But that's because you're not being specific enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the more you dig, I feel like the more you'll figure out. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a landlord, you want to do a home, then you're Google searches and your YouTube searches and your keyword searches need to be that. You know, if you want to flip properties, then dive deep into that. So that is my main advice, right? Figure out exactly what it is you want to do, exactly who you are and how you want to show up um, in this business. Because if you aren't a people person, you probably shouldn't be a landlord. Mm-hmm. right if you don't like people you, you probably shouldn't do it mm-hmm. if you don't have a very high risk tolerance you probably shouldn't flip right mm-hmm. if you're not good at negotiations you probably shouldn't be a host, right because there's a lot of negotiations that go back and forth between you the seller and the buyer right um, so figuring out who you are and then what matches best to your personality as an investor mm-hmm. and then deep diving from there because there's so many different ways that you can invest Right.
1: right understand your investor id yeah so my last question is what was your most memorable deal
2: Hmm.
1: what sticks out uh
2: memorable i mean the first one is all of them like the first one is memorable um where i made 375 (laughs) dollars Uh the one I lost money on, that's very memorable. Um, uh, when I lost money, I haven't gotten my money yet. Um, yeah, uh, we went over, um, budget on a project, like $15,000 over budget. And, uh, what we learned there was not to, first of all, you get what you pay for, right? So, when working with contractors and subcontractors, the lowest bid is not always the best bid. Which I think we talk about all the time, but we don't talk about it enough. We almost talk about it where we say it where it's cliche, but we don't really dive deep into it, right? And if it's your first time working with a contractor, um, especially, especially a specific niche, so for example, we hired a concrete guy who was supposed to, uh, we were building a new garage, and the concrete was so bogus it was so messed up we you know they had to basically jackhammer it up and record new concrete so pretty much pay for it again Mm -hmm. right and so the lesson there again you get what you pay for he was the cheapest guy but I also have so right now I have um my business partner and then two project managers um who are at uh my projects every single day and if it's your very first time working with Um, someone then you need to be there you need to see how they work Mm -hmm. because they may or may not cut corners you know you need to sit on top of them and you need to be there so that is very memorable you know going over budget and trying to figure out why what happened how did it happen right and then taking those lessons so you can use that on um, the next couple of projects so that's very memorable um great thing is still made money you know was able to get out of the deal walk away mm-hmm. successfully pay out um the investor and and all of that good stuff but yeah i would say that's pretty memorable
0: <laughs> you got anything else no i think i think we just had a hell of an episode yeah, yeah. with mm-hmm. the investor realtor
1: miss mm-hmm.
0: yeah. flipping the
1: heels <laughs> We can even go so far and say the female Jay Morrison. Yeah, oh, snap. Hey. Hey. I don't know about say that. I see a lot of similarities, you know, <laughs> just going by your full name. Uh, you got the, you know, the educational platform rolling now, like, he was a realtor like man i see a lot of similarities so i'm, I'm really i'm super excited to see where you're going in the future thank you, so thank you thank you thank you for coming you. on the show i'm sure our listeners are gonna get a ton of value so can you just tell our listeners where they can find you um and a little bit more about what you got going on
2: yes i'm Rashana sky everywhere um uh, facebook instagram and twitter you can find me mainly on instagram Um, But I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, R-A-S-H-A-U-N-A-S-C-O-T-T, and then uh, Flippin' in Heels, as well as the Infinity Membership um, program that rolled out for women looking to invest in real estate and women really looking for that community of support uh, from other women in the same industry. Um, Just got back from Colorado, had an amazing six days out there, women's retreat, uh, doing pretty much what I just say, you know, deep diving into Uh, just real estate and investing. Uh, We'll be doing that twice a year. The next one is in Miami in 2020. Um, There is a wait list. You can click the link in my bio. And the last thing is if you want to get involved in a project. So um, I do allow people the opportunity to get involved in uh, my project similar to my very first deal where someone allowed me the opportunity to invest 2,500 bucks. My minimum is not that low, but um i do people i do allow people the opportunity so they can show up um show up to the projects ask questions and be involved in the process so yeah that's what i got going on got a couple projects going on got i got four projects going on got another four under contract so
1: hey hey i'm busy working working
2: <laughs> working out here <laughs>
1: all right so i line i do got one more question Uh-oh. uh so, can I sponsor a young lady for your program? Like, if we wanted to do a giveaway, how would we do that?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. You with it? Put me on the spot. Put You're your ready? money where your mouth <laughs> is.
1: Yeah, you get to help co-sponsor.
2: Yeah,
1: he's he's like, oh, a hell <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I, I, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So if I'm down, I'm down. If it's if it's a young lady that's um ambitious, you know, very goal driven, goal oriented. Course, and she's, course. you know, she's serious. To we're gonna have to come up with all
1: the requirements and all that. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely down. I think that'll be dope for somebody, you know, young, ambitious, may not have the, you know, the necessary capital to get started or what the band. Like, yeah, it's gotta be
2: somebody that's serious, yeah. y'all. y'all. should should probably do like essay program. Yeah, we might have to do a whole you lot know what I'm saying? saying? An yeah. Application, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: you know. It's gotta be legit. You know There's that's no a, Instagram, you know, no and yeah. no IG...
0: <laughs> Yeah, follow yeah, you know. me, follow right. him,
2: follow her, <laughs> and you yeah. into the win the raffle, right? You know, that's actually yeah. one of my life goals is to uh, give away, like, um, like some some sponsorships, like, some big sponsorships, you know? Give away, like, a, I don't know. I don't know what the dollar amount is, but, you know, help somebody go to school or something, you know, pay for some books. Because yeah. them books, man, that bill... Add up, <laughs> add up, and I know because I paid, I paid, <laughs> I paid my way through school. You know, mm-hmm. no student loan debt. I I paid, so I know that bill ain't no joke. So anyway, yes, if you want to sponsor somebody, um, absolutely, let's do it.
1: Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, be on the lookout for that. We we'll probably roll that out. Ain't no 2020 Right now so We gon' figure it out She said 2020 We gon' figure it out the way My check and state is
2: Set up <laughs> Right He like we, he, we gotta check How you just gonna Put your man on the hey,
1: side Like that 20, Sometimes you yeah, gotta do that But <laughs> Once again We appreciate y'all Tuning in to the show Yes
0: yes We out
1: Double up Double up baby